You know what's one of my favorite things about having this platform? It's how easy it is to do it. Let me explain. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's absolutely free. You know, when I first started this podcast, I was worried. I was frustrated. I thought I would need a lot of capital to get started. But on the contrary, using Anchor was absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. The great thing is that Anchor will also go ahead and distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more outlets. One of my favorite parts is that you can make money from your podcast. There's no minimum listenership, and it's everything that you need in one podcast in one place. All you got to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey guys, welcome to The Merge. I am so excited, and I know you guys keep hearing that every single episode. This guy's always excited, but it's the case, again, because we have the best guests. I mean, come on now. You guys know us by now, but uh, I'm really excited because I'm reconnecting with someone that I haven't seen in several years. Um, We go, I mean, when I was in college, so I was, what, 21, 22 years old, so we're going back eight, nine years. Um, We actually met through a mutual friend, and um, we hit it off always from the start. And I'm so excited to have you on today, man. Uh, and it's my guy, Mars Mahoney, man. How you been, brother? My guy. What's good, bro? Things are good, man. Things are good. Just uh, feel like that's a loaded question in itself. I feel like yeah. uh, things are going as best as it could be mm. right now. All things considered, it's like, you know, we still making moves, still trying to produce as much as we can. And um yeah, man, just trying to stay solid, bro. Yeah, man. Above water, yeah. That's one thing I love about you because, and we've all at some point made excuses. Right. I mean, I don't think I've met anybody that hasn't made an excuse at some point or another. But what I love about you is despite the circumstances, you know, with COVID and everything going on and some family things going on, you're still grinding, you're still hustling, you're still providing. And I appreciate that because I love working with people that hustle. I love being associated with people that hustle. Mm-hmm. We, we just get it. There's just that certain, you know, we're cut from the same cloth, and I love that, man. And um, I would love to know, I mean, I know, but our listeners that don't know you, I would love for them to know what you've been doing uh, career-wise. And just let us know about the intricacies of what you're doing. And um, But first, introduce yourself, man. Like, tell us a little bit about your story and then get into your, your career path. Of course, bro. Absolutely. I mean, like Gio said, man, we go way back this point it's crazy you really dated us our our friendship for real. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't even think about it like that i feel like so much has happened within mm-hmm. the nine years since we've met i mean so a little bit about myself my name is mars mahoney um I'm from miami florida uh so it feels good to be back home i live in los angeles currently uh where i'm a creative strategist uh i know that term you know has a lot of loftiness. Mm-hmm. I hope that within this conversation that uh, we can kind of like touch on it and really start to dissect what what that means mm-hmm. and how that comes to life, especially for those that are, you know, interested in creative professionalism and, and being a creative professional out in the world. But a little bit about me, man. I, I come from here, 
from Opalaka originally, very humble beginnings. I mean, really had to figure out where my lane yeah. fit. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I feel like I spent a lot of time growing up just asking myself what I wanted to be, who I wanted to be. Um, I always surrounded myself around like-minded thinkers um, as well as individuals that just wanted to get out and go get it. Like, I love how you put it. I've always, you know, had that hustle in me. And I think it's just something about the city. Like, the city really brings that out of you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, in a lot of ways, man, it's like I don't really find myself uh, stagnant. Mm. I try not to, you know. Um, I think that uh, my, my, like, method is to always stay productive, try to synthesize as many things that are happening around me and, and, and see silver linings and be as productive as I can be day in and day out. And that's because of where we come from, mm-hmm. you know, what what we've had to experience to get to this point right now. Um, and ultimately, man, it, it inspires the creativity. It inspires that hunger, you know, yeah. what I mean? like staying hungry is what, what k- keeps me creatively inspired. So, yeah. You know what I love? You use the word productive a lot of times we confuse uh busy with productivity absolutely you know especially in this city we have a lot and i'm not knocking influencers we all have influence in our own respective industries i will never knock anybody for getting that dollar i won't because life is short we need to make the bread while we can but i love that you said uh productivity because a lot of times and i fall i this was me i would stay busy and i had no fruit to show for it Right. I love how you said productivity because not only are you investing the appropriate amount of time, you know, someone once said that if you spend 10,000 hours doing something, you become a master at that craft. Right. And the fact that you are being productive and there's fruits, there's fruits. And I, I want you to elaborate on what a creative strategist is mm-hmm. and the fruit that you're currently seeing. Yeah, I, of course, man. Like, I love how you put it. You know what I mean? Like, I hate inefficiency. So being busy for busy's sake, uh, I mean, I've done it too. I think we're all guilty of Mm -hmm. it, right? You know what I mean? Um, But I really try to be intentional about what I want out of life, you know? Um, So I feel like we could touch on that too. Yeah. I think to answer your question about creative strategy. uh, So, you know, when you think about your favorite campaign that's out in the world right now, uh, one that comes to mind for me recently was uh, the Nike uh, crazy dreams campaign that just won an Emmy mm. this past year, right? Yeah, you, know, you had Serena, obviously mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick, a lot of notable athletes. I love sports too, um, so I really connect with those kind of stories, right? That that underdog, that yeah. grit, that tenacity, like putting them ten thousand ten thousand hours in to really hone your craft, right? Uh, when you look at those campaigns, you got to think about the people that are in the room shaping those decisions, shaping mm. those outputs. And my role and my position is to really be the the conductor and or the person shaping the blue, the architect rather, shaping mm-hmm. the blueprint for the campaigns that you see out in the world. Okay. So I got my start. Uh, I went to Howard University. I graduated in 2015. Uh, all of the years from sophomore year to senior year, I consistently stayed with a form of an internship um, and or a freelance opportunity where I was practicing advertising. Okay. Right. I was just trying to know the ins and outs. 
I was sitting there talking to people, going to conferences, trying to find mentors, et cetera, et cetera. I just had an appetite to try to understand, you know, all the work that we see out in the world. So within those within those three or four years, I was able to land a couple of opportunities um, post-graduation mm-hmm. where I was working in Portland, Oregon at this shop called Wyden and Kennedy. They're the agency that has been the agency of record for Nike for over 30 plus years. Oh, snap. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dan Wyden actually came up with the line, just do it. Mm. Right. So the line that has made billions yeah. over billions. <laughs> Great decision, came, huh? Came from exactly. Yeah. Came from Came from an ad agency. Um, so I was working in the advertising space um, and I was in a position called account management. And that's essentially uh, liaisoning between a client and the agency. Okay. So they do a lot of the telephone back and forth. They're like the coaches, really. Like, they're going and calling the shots. They're making sure everybody's on the same page, making sure everybody's in alignment for any campaign that's going out into the world. Well, for me, I was obviously capable of doing it, but it didn't, like, feel – it didn't fuel that that – desire to really inform and shape the creative that was going out there. Mm. Um, so it's this, it's this discipline strategy that I came across. Um, and strategy really is the people that are shaping the frameworks and the provocations that inspires the creative teams to come up with the campaigns that they come up with. Wow. So when you see, when you see the crazy dreams campaign, that came off the crux of a strategic point of view. And that strategic point of view served as a launch pad or a springboard rather for the creative team to then start riffing. Right. And so I came across this discipline. I was like, Oh yeah, that's me. Right. And somehow or another widen ended up giving me an opportunity to transition from an account management internship mm-hmm. to a strategy internship. And I'll never forget uh, my strategy director at the time. His name was Andy Lindblad. He uh, he really broke it down to me in such a way that made a lot of sense. And I've kind of always tell people that are interested in creative strategy or brand strategy, uh, strategy just as a discipline. This is how you should view it. You know, you got to train, right? When you think about a train, you got the tracks, you got the conductor, you have the uh, attendants that are tending to the consumers mm-hmm. and the people that's on the train. And then, you know, you could think about it in, in terms of the different roles in an advertising agency. The conductor is like your account manager. They're the person making sure you get to where you got to go. Yeah, The train is going to get where it needs to go. They're calling, they're pulling every lever. They're making sure that everything is up to par and that it's heading in the right direction. Uh, the attendants and people that's making sure the consumers are, are happy yeah. are your project managers. They're, they're your producers. They're the people that's bringing the magic, the flair. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere way, 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 way in the back of the train. Out of fact, they're not even on the train. <laughs> <laughs> you have the person that is drawing out the, the route itself, mm. drawing out how it's supposed to work. How does the train, how does the, how is the conductor able to pull different levers? You know, um, how, how are the seats going to feel for the consumer? Yeah. You know, what is it going to smell like? What are the, like, how, like, what's the different uh, senses that you're trying to activate, et cetera. And that's your strategist. They're the ones that's really architecting uh, what we see out in the world, you know, and it's, it's really a, a fascinating discipline. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that sounds like something so intricate. Yeah. 
It's a full team, yeah. right? One of the things that I've always, and this is, I guess, like a misconception about creatives, right? They have like, you know, there's always like the misconceptions and uh, prejudices in terms of, uh, you know, you're an athlete, you're going to do this. And if you're a creative, you know, you're probably smoking pot for inspiration all the time. Right, right. And you know what I mean? Like you need to be high to be able to get inspiration. Mm-hmm. With creatives, I have seen, this is just my experience with creatives is that they are very creative. Mm-hmm. They have a realm and a space that they want to work in, but they necessarily, they're like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I know that I kind of want to be in this, but I don't know what it looks like. Right. Now, before you went to Howard, a historically black college that I'm glad you went to. Mm-hmm. We need a lot more people to go to these colleges and support them. Right. Before you went to Howard, did you know that you were going to end up in this route? No. Or so where were you headed before that? And what kind of like catapulted you to this industry? Yeah. I mean, before that, man, like I was, I was into music. I'm still in, you know, um, I, uh, my, you know, when I initially enrolled it in Howard, I honestly was trying to just obtain a degree. I, I think I started out with the broadcast journalism mm-hmm. major. Uh, again, love sports, man. Like we share that bond. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like if I'm gonna do anything professionally, I guess it could be, you know, working for ESPN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, being a sportscaster or whatnot. Um, and that was a plan B. Plan A was, you know, in these four years, I got to blow up off this rap. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, And so my freshman year of college, you know, I was really starting to get into the broadcast journalism uh, program. And, you know, uh, it was very like hard news journalism. Okay. You get what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And so I started to see that like that might not be for me. Right. Mm. And so but I I was still just going along. Right. And so one of my courses that I had within the School of Communications, shout out to the School of C was intro to mass comms. So in this class, I had a professor um, who really was just trying to show us all the different forms of communication Mm -hmm. uh, professions. And so, you know, we would talk about broadcast journalism. We talked about PR. We talked about social media. We talked about a number of uh, different communication backgrounds and fields that you can be a part of. That's not just the major that you, you know, probably intended for. Mm -hmm. And so one day... um, I decided, you know, I was sitting in in class and was actually paying attention. And uh, (laughs) yeah, they, um, I'll never forget uh, that day. She, she turned on a a clip Mm. of this guy named Jimmy Parks. Okay. Black dude. Yeah. Has dreads. um, Looked like, and and I could relate to him. Mm. Um, And he worked at this agency at the time called Amusement Park. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still around right now, but all I know is that this brother really uh, captivated me. Like he was talking about creativity. He was talking about how he's able to be his authentic self in the workplace, Mm. how his experiences is shaping culture and how he's able to influence uh, C-level suites and, and really like bring about change creatively. Um, he spoke with so much passion. I was just like, what the hell? What, what is this? Right. And um, in that same day, we did like a, a mock case study for Cricket Phone Wireless. Yeah. yeah so we did a, a mock case study and we had to like go up. We, we were a big group and present like the problem as well as the solution and the creative outputs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
And at the end of that, and at the end of that discussion, I remember uh, Professor Oliver or Dr. Oliver coming up to me and saying to me, you know, what's your major right now? I said broadcast journalism. And uh, she told me, yeah, you need to go switch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. like, you need to switch it Life-changing right decision, no, bro. seriously, man. Yeah. And uh, so that day, or that week, rather, I, you know, I decided to switch my mm-hmm. major, and the rest is history, man. At the time, I had no idea what advertising was. I was like, I mean, you know, you see commercials, you know, but I didn't know what really went into that. And so, yeah, from there, I just went on this this journey, it feels like, to uh, to really uncover what it's all about and what my place is in the bigger picture. You you know, what's crazy. I love that story because you mentioned something that really hit me, not taking anything away from other races Mm -hmm. at all. If y'all know me, y'all know, I don't care about, I do care. What I mean by that is whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, Asian, I don't care where you're from. I'm called to love you. So I'm going to love you. No prejudice, no nothing. But It is easier for me when I'm striving to be something. You know what I mean? Like, for example, if there was a Cuban, African-American, Dominican basketball player, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I would look at him because he's like me. And I would look at him as the example because if he can do it, I can do it. Right. That example of that gentleman that you talked about, who knows? Maybe if it was somebody that was, I don't know, Asian, Mm-hmm. Russian. Mm-hmm. If they would have came in, maybe you wouldn't have felt the exact impact. You would have gotten, you would have accepted certain things. You would have uh, acknowledged that, man, they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. 100%. You would have written your notes. You would have learned a lot from it. But because someone looked like you, you saw, wow, I can do this because there's another guy that looks just like me that's doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe if that wasn't the case, maybe if you wouldn't have gone to class that day, maybe you wouldn't be where you're sitting right now doing the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. How important is it to you to see people that have gone before you? that look like you, talk like you, sound like you, give you that hope and give you that inspiration. How important is that to you? Man, massively, massively important. And I love the way you, you just framed that question up. Like mm-hmm. there is, you know, a need for more diverse faces, voices, perspectives mm. uh, within every industry, yeah. not just my industry, but, you know, being that I'm in advertising, I would say that's a subject matter that I'm immensely passionate about. We could really do an entire segment on just that alone. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, um, you're right. Like, if I didn't see that that clip of Jimmy mm-hmm. talking about advertising, he got a pair of Jordans on at the time. I was like really into sneaker culture. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was just like damn, man, he doesn't have to wear a suit every day. And he, you know, he has long dreadlocks and he, you know, speaks fluently and he comes from New York and he's very like, he's just very eclectic in his stature. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's me. I'm not from New York, but, you know, I get it. You relate. And so I think, you know, that's definitely a part of it, man. I've been in a number of programs that have been instrumental to my success thus far, man, whether that be MAPE, um, which is a program for, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing in more you know, diverse backgrounds. Uh, and it's a student lip. It's a student program, fuel program, uh, MAPE, ad color. Uh, I've been a part of the, uh, different advertising clubs on campus, et cetera, you know, uh, and it all spawned from that. So in my day to day, man, I, I take it upon myself when I have the time, you know, time has been a major, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> uh, I know, uh, commodity, if you will. Um, when I have the time, man, I, I always 
make sure to pay it forward. Yeah. That's that's crucial. Because, yeah, because you're right. Like there's not an there's not a lot of us mm-hmm. in in my industry. Yeah. Specifically, there's not a lot of black strategist yeah and even more specifically there's not a lot of black male strategists it's even worse for women yeah so it's just like you know it's 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 you're a trailblazer brother yeah man it's uh i appreciate that bro Mm -hmm. i appreciate that for real but it's it's instrumental that we continue to push the narrative forward like it's instrumental it's not a joke it's not a game um i'm in a number of different uh group text like mm-hmm. industry group text yeah, yeah, yeah. um and we're always talking about it man and people are always are constantly using their voice and and platform to try to raise awareness to the issue mm-hmm. i love the fact that you know there's such a, a momentum around the black lives matter movement i love the fact that every single agency across america i promise you man are writing briefs about how to address the issue that's been plaguing our community um and that the few that are within the within mm-hmm. the industry have been speaking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's so much work to be done. Yeah. It's a lot of work to be done. And it starts from it starts from the the top down. We gotta mm-hmm. get more black voices, more black faces into leadership Facts. positions. Facts. We gotta make sure that it's from the ground up. You can't just have recruitment services or recruitment efforts and initiatives to bring in entry level if you can't retain talent. Mm-hmm. The only way you're gonna retain talent is by, like you said. Being able to see people that look just like you trailblazing in their respective crafts and industries. So, yep. yeah, man, to answer your question, I know that was a loaded response, man. It's it's, in, it's huge to me. It's a huge part of my platform, how mm-hmm. I try to use my voice. And um, I want to continue doing that, man. Like, for real. I could not have said that any better myself. And, and speaking of work, listen, I want y'all to know that this man, it, it's it's a treasure that we have him here today. This guy's busy very busy and and I, I don't mean busy like like i said before wasting time i mean <laughs> productive busy he's taking flights how many how, i mean how, how many flights you take every year typically give me an average more or less um it's a lot when you gotta think lot, about it a lot man i would say <laughs> i would say you know that in a month man multiple sometimes multiple times a week man i take okay flights. yeah so you know, you do the averages, man, dozens, dozens of, of work-related business mm-hmm. trips um, annually for sure. And speaking of these trips, just if if you're comfortable, you don't have to, you know, give it to us, but just share some of the companies that you have been able to partner with, yeah. make deals with, yeah. if you're at liberty to speak on that. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah? So just let us know a little bit of, uh, you know, the companies that you've been able to, to do yeah, yeah, things yeah. with. Yeah, man. Um, so with this it, entire uh, journey, I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of Fortune 500 companies, um, whether that be Nike. Um, I've done stuff with Infinity, the car brand. Yeah. Uh, I've done stuff with, uh, you know, I, w- <laughs> I work currently at a music streaming mm-hmm. company where I oversee the automotive vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything car related, I touch. I've worked with Adidas. I've worked with Costa Del Mar. I've worked mm-hmm. with Whataburger. Yeah. I'm out of Texas. Shout out to Whataburger, bro. They're, I've never tried it. If you're in Texas, <laughs> pull up. I never and tried it, man. You a chicken biscuit, bro, from Whataburger. You know what? I w- I w- bro, I just went vegan like oh, five weeks oh. ago, bro. So I, I'll ask them, hey, man, y- y'all got that impossible burger? <laughs> Yo, I feel like every quick service restaurant is now. Yeah, they're getting like it. And they taste delicious. Li- listen, man. Yeah. They take, I'm like, 
Are y'all sure this doesn't have beef right, in right, it? Right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> now one of my favorite. No, honestly, man, I eat vegan. Like living in LA, it feels like vegan. You know, is a lifestyle choice, but it's readily accessible to mm-hmm. anybody that's just like in that mood. So yeah. we got tons of vegan options. My roommate's actually he's been vegan for over two years or so now. So. You know, anytime he orders from the counter, which is like a, a burger spot we got out west, uh, I always get the impossible burger with him. But yeah, man, I, I feel the vegan movement. I just, I don't know, man, it's so hard for me to like. I was like that, bro. It. I was like that, man. And I just, you know, w- when you have a kid, when you when my daughter was born, I was like, man, like my family, I, I'm not. You know, I hope they don't hate me for this, but we just we've had bad habits for right. for for years, right. and I wanted to break that stronghold, man. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try this out, see if it works for me. And it has. Like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm hitting 30 now. And I feel great. You look good, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate good, it. I've been, I've been trying, dog. Because yeah. I don't post shirtless pictures. But yeah. for my birthday, I'm going to. When I turn 30, I'm going to see 30-30. You know what I mean? I feel you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, you know, I made the switch. And, and I feel good, man. And it works that's for solid, me. Not bro. for everybody. Yeah, that's solid, bro. Not for everybody. I, I ain't going to tell you that I haven't had a donut here or there. Right, but. right, right. You know? no, I definitely respect it, bro. I mean, I let I, I try to lead a beef alone. I stick to more of a pescatarian diet. Okay, where, you know it's mostly like seafood yeah. for me, especially being out here, bro. Like, you can't go wrong with the seafood out here. Mm-hmm. Out west, bro, it's just not. It's different. Same. Not the same. It's bro. not the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I try to keep it chicken and you know and seafood. Okay, you know, for real for me, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. Let's pivot. Let's talk about music a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna um obviously let's talk rap. Yeah, that's your realm. Yeah, give me your in no particular order, no particular order. Give me your top five favorite. This doesn't mean you think they're the best. Okay, your favorite, what you like, because there's there's different lists. Like some people, when they when when they hear my favorite, they're like, I'm like, wait, it's not top five ever. I'm telling you my favorite, who I like to listen to. Give me your favorite five rappers right now. Or all time. I know. Let's, let's go. I know let's go. Let's go all time because you know what? I'm an OG. I don't like the. There's a few guys I like now, okay. but like Kendrick, I mess with. I mess with Kendrick. Yeah. But man. a lot of guys now, it's, yeah. they're great. It's just not my style. I like more. Where you know. All right. Well, I mean, if I have to give all time in no particular order, um, I gotta go off top. My boy Andre Three Thousand, <sighs> personal fave. Yeah, bro. He's my I'll number catch. one. He's my favorite. Yeah, man. He's that's my guy, man. Honestly, idolize him and you know, even beyond musically, like yeah, just who he is as an individual. He's such an eclectic being that has a really finite, yeah, finite Creative understanding guy, of you know himself and his place mm-hmm. in the world. So I love his music. Um and and bro, his his uh collection and body of work just speaks for itself. So I'm you put him on any track. Me. Yo, for real, bro. Any track. Yo, for real, body and um, so three stacks. Uh, I'm gonna go Biggie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Biggie, man. Wordplay impeccable. Kendrick, Kid Cudi. Okay. Kid Cudi, honestly, man. Uh, during like mm-hmm. when I was growing yeah. up, like, me and you were really, really yep. bonding. Like, dude, Kid Cudi got me through some really tough times personally, man. And so to this day, I like, dude. When you look at my most streamed artists. Of Kid all time. There. Kid Cudi is no, he is my most streamed artist. Yeah. So Cuddy and that's four already. Uh so I I'll say my fifth all time. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this individual uh because I stream him like compulsively at the moment. 
I, yeah. I know Jamini, our the, our camera guy, <laughs> but he know he thinks I'm gonna say Kanye, but I'm not. I'm not gonna say Kanye right now, even though he is. He is mm-hmm. in my all time. Okay. List. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Nip, man. Nipsey, Nipsey. Hustle. Okay. I'm gonna say Nipsey Hustle right now because yeah. you know, for real, bro. Like in my current space in 2020, this guy is like really getting me through some of the more tougher and turbulent times I've been living in. And he speaks to my mindset. He, yeah. he really gets what um what I'm about. And it's like, he never even met me. But it feels like I've been down with homie for yeah. like a long time. So, Ain't that crazy how we yeah. evolved? Because like when I was a kid, I didn't really care for lyrics. It was just like, man, let, let me bounce to right, this. Right. And as you evolve and you age, you're like, you know what? Let me get let me get into my feelings not in a negative way, right. right? But let me listen to what this this cat has to say and how can I apply this to my life. Or if, man, that's real. Mm-hmm. I actually went through that, mm-hmm. and you start to relate, you know. And, and you said Kid Cudi, he's not one of my favorites, but I can see how he could really impact because his words, you know, I not to compare them, but it's similar to uh, uh, trip was, was it triple X Tentacion yeah, 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 in the yeah. sense that. They're telling a story and they're going real dark right. and they're telling you the real stuff. Like this is what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and rap, you don't really see that. Exactly. That's why I guess they're so impactful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nips. I mean, that dude, not just in the rap game, but what he did outside for, for young black men and women. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Like that guy's a legend, even if he wasn't a rapper, right. just because of all the things that he did for his community. A thousand percent. Yeah. It's no way around. There's no way around that. I mean, some notable or honorable mentions. And again, if we were able to expand the list, like I can go oh, yeah. on. But you know, I love Trav, love Kanye, mm-hmm. love you know Tupac, love mm-hmm. all these guys. But in my five right now, man, like Nip for sure is in my five because you know I would say when it comes to my listening, mm-hmm. and you're in the I'm, West Coast right now, right, yeah. right, 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 right. But uh, you know, it's like uh, I'm like a presently emotive type mm-hmm. music consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, some people they like. They like to always find, I think when I was younger, I was like this. They mm-hmm. like to find the newest thing, like the taste yeah. breakers, you know, they always, they're, you know, they're pulling. Oh, this is what's hot right now. What's hot, what's hot, what's yeah. hot. Me, I'm more, I'm older now. I like music that speaks to how I'm living, mm-hmm. like what I'm about. I've always been that way, but like even more right now. Yeah. I can play Victory Lap every, and I mm-hmm. have played Victory Lap every mm-hmm. single day yeah. um, <laughs> since it released. So That yeah. song is dope, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought. Because of because of what you just said, that you would have had J Cole up there too. How you yeah. ha- you like him too? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, so I got mixed reviews on J Cole mm-hmm. for real, for real. If I had to just you know, because we got to be candid. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, you know, um, J Cole for me, man. I was a huge J Cole fan growing up. Um, specifically when he dropped Friday Night Lights, that that mixtape should have been the album, and low key mm-hmm. became the the album, yeah. his debut album for uh, what was it, Sideline Story or something like uh, that? Sideline, yeah, yeah. Sideline. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, while I get J. Cole's platform and who he connects with, mm-hmm. and I could, and I see myself in him, his story just doesn't align with, like, my mindset Got 100%. You. Yeah. I could relate to his story, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't really feel, it doesn't fuel that, that, uh, <sighs> I know, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you You mean. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I could listen to his albums and appreciate it. Like, yo, K.O.D., Mm -hmm. bro, I was proud of that work from Mm -hmm. him, that body of work. Mm -hmm. Like, I really enjoyed that body of work from him. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, man, J. Cole, he's a solid solid artist, bro. Like, he really, 
He really he brings it. Yeah, he, he brings, brings it. Like you know, and there's something to be said about that. Yeah. It's like when you're when you're that honest with you know your intent, your creativity, bro. Yeah. It's like you can't deny. Yeah, that's can't. the thing. Like though yeah. he's not, though I may not sit there and say he's in my top top top, mm-hmm. bro. I can't deny it. he's a great artist. Yeah. He will go down mm-hmm. as a one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, like, for that's sure. No if question. he's not already, that's not that's not a question for me either. Yeah. Let's go rapid fire. We're gonna bring this in for a landing. I'm just gonna cool. ask you a few quick questions. Cool. And you just pick one or the other. Okay. So first one. Popeye's chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? Popeye's. Popeye's. Yeah. Why? Bro. I haven't had it yet. It, you can't have it now, but I'm gonna tell you, maybe I might. They don't have it, it anymore? It, I mean, you're vegan. Oh, I mean, obviously, yeah. Come on, bro. No, I but, know. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking with you, but no, nah, no, bro. It was bomb, bro. Like I, uh, I waited for all the like the hype, hype. Yeah. Like that first like month, two months, it was kind of hectic. It's crazy bro. selling people, out. People were really selling Popeyes chicken sandwiches for like twenty dollars. <laughs> for real, bro. Like people were buying <laughs> like mad Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Oh and, you man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. going and selling it in the drive-through line. Like no I've way, seen, bro. I've seen it with my own two eyes. Wow. So, waited for all that hype to die down, but mm-hmm. when I tried it, it's like okay, I could see. Mm-hmm. Um what all the hype about is about about it yeah if i eat that now bro i'll have heartburn for weeks though. i feel you bro i feel you nah, nah, nah. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna go we're gonna go for the next one lebron or mj this is a tough one bro <laughs> uh, were you old enough to see mj play yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i'm a dang that's a hard one bro for real it's um, tough I, I guess i gotta go uh I gotta go. I gotta go, MJ. Yeah, I gotta go, MJ. Even though it's a really close, it's a close. It's tight. It's really it's tight. Honestly, it's because of the last dance. You know what I mean? Like watching. Yeah, it's that fresh guy, in your mind. It's fresh man, in your mind. Man, but like both of them are undeniably great players, mm-hmm. bro. Like LeBron, by the time it's all said and done, you know, I he might imagine. win one this year. Who yeah, knows? We'll I, see what happens. I think he might, and, and I could see a world where he does eclipse MJ. Mm-hmm. As a personal fan favorite, but for me, just that that mind, that mind, that dog, that yeah, MJ, MJ that's a difference. It's just a different kind of like. That's a difference. If we're talking about individual contributor, mm-hmm. bro, MJ is just like a he's a different kind of beast, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my my answer to that is I can't pick one. It depends what era are we playing in. I feel you because even yeah. though LeBron, I think LeBron was big. He's he's good enough to play in any era, right? Man, like. I don't know. It's a tough one, bro. It's tough. It's tough because MJ now with all these no hand checking, he gets 60. Yeah, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro. MJ would literally go for 60. So, I mean, if it's okay, if the conversation as far as LeBron versus MJ is concerned, if it was like, who do I align with from a mindset perspective, I'll go MJ. Oh, same here. You know? Same here. If I had to go individual contributor versus co- collaborator, though, yeah, I would go LeBron. Yeah, stats-wise, you right? know. Like LeBron, if I had to go like, who do I want to add to my team? Mm-hmm. But Miami, Miami, LeBron though. I ain't rolling with any other LeBron. LB, LBJ. I'm adding him to my team. Yeah, he's massive, and he's gonna make sure he feeds everybody mm-hmm. on the team. If I'm staying one on one right now, that dog, bro. Just yeah. that looking it is just is it's it's tough. It's be tough. I'm, I'm 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 like MJ. I feel you. One A. I feel you. LeBron one B. That's I where I'm at. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one. And I, I think you kind of answered this before. Big Ear Tupac. 
I'm gonna go as far as what like lyricism or impact. whatever whatever it is in your mind. I mean, impact Tupac lyricism Biggie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love that cadence, like bro. Rap, like rap. That like, cadence. Yeah, if you're talking about rap, like actual like rap, 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 mm-hmm. Biggie for sure. But yeah. then if you're talking about impact and you know more than in just society artist, overall, yeah. yeah, man, Tupac, man, this man, he was really, you know, he really was trying to push. An agenda mm-hmm. that though radical in nature and stature, I feel like was a perspective that needed to be heard. Way ahead of his game, yeah, too. It needed to be heard. And, you know, people even within my community couldn't wrap their head yeah. around it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Tupac. For you imagine time. him in this era with, with, with everything going on in our culture today, how loud his voice would be? I mean, come on. Man. We need them. Yeah. We, need, we need more black voices out there willing to just stand up and speak. And the thing is, it's not even a matter of like, you know, you need the biggest platform mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. You know, impact can come in action. Yeah. You know, Facts. so just getting out there, doing doing the work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus just like tweeting. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's what that's what killed me about this generation. We uh, it's a lot of tweeters, a lot of TikTokers and, and Twitter Instagrammers. What is it? Uh twi- Twitter thumbs? Or yeah. The, yeah. I yeah. Mean, so, you know, Tupac for sure. Yeah. The impact, yeah. I hit you up with this last one, though. Mm-hmm. Checks or stripes? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It's tough. Yo, I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm with the swoosh, man. Yeah. 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 Nike Me boys. too. Nike boys. Me too. Nike boys. Even though I'm, you know, I'm yeah. wearing Adidas right now. I feel you. It's still Nike but boys. Yeah, I feel yeah, you. Yeah. No, hey, man. Adidas are cozy though, bro. I definitely yeah, got a, a, a the lifestyle, br- like their yeah. lifestyle brand, like yeah. with the just the not the you know not the kicks that you you just gonna like play you know hooping, but mm-hmm. they getting they getting there, man. Yeah. They coming back, bro, they're or they're solid. back, they're, they're back, solid, bro. Yeah, they're solid. I like them, yeah. brother. How can everybody that's watching this today get in touch with you on social media yeah. or collab with you if they want to work with business, whatever it is that you know. Any way that they can collab with you? How can we find you? Everything is at Mars, M-A-R-S, Mahoney, M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. Um, that's everything from my LinkedIn to my Instagram. Um, my Twitter is Mars of H-O-C, um, if you want to find me there. I don't really tweet a lot, but definitely if you want to get in contact with me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just just hit me up on LinkedIn and or Instagram, man, and we can, we can do it from there. What you wearing today, man? I see you you repping over here. Yes, show show us what's home up. Home team, home team. Uh, this is Hyper Aesthetics. This is one of the businesses that I'm involved with right now. Um, so, you know, uh, it's a lifestyle brand, all for you know the active on the go, uh, just consumer and creative man. Like the person that's you know willing to wake up six a.m. probably you know go for a morning stroll to reflect. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, put on this same hoodie, hop on a plane, you know, go to a client meeting or two, you know, do, do just handle the job, man. It's cozy uh, while active at the same time. So, nope. yeah, hyper aesthetics, hyper aesthetics, follow at hyper aesthetics, too, for the latest. We got new collections dropping ASAP. I love it, man. Hey, guys, thank you for joining once again. Thank you for having me, brother. Of course, man. Anytime. Yeah. Um, This is another episode of The Merge. We're just combining like-minded people, successful people from all walks of life, and we're just trying to get our community to get to that next level and improve it. So if you like what you're watching today, if you like what you're hearing, here are other nine episodes, and there's more to come. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you soon. Cheers. Big shout-out to Merge and my boy Gio.